Hi everyone, and welcome to our podcast, In Good Company. I'm Nikola Tangen, the CEO of the Norwegian Sovereign Wealth Fund, and your host today. In this podcast, I talk to the leaders of some of the largest and most interesting companies in the world, so that you can learn what we own and meet these impressive leaders. Today, I'm speaking to Ignacio Galan, the executive chair of the world-leading renewable energy company, Iberdrola. Iberdrola supplies energy to close to 100 million people across the world and plays an important role in the energy transition. We own over 3% of Iberdrola, translating into 2.6 billion US dollars. Galan has led Iberdrola for more than 20 years and saw early on the opportunities in the energy transition. What does it take to reach net zero? Stay tuned. Ignacio Golan, it's a pleasure having you here on the podcast. Thank you very much for having this opportunity to stay here in London with you today. Fantastic. Now, you got, um, you got a green tie and uh, you got green tea and uh, it's all quite green. Now, how, where did you... Uh, and, and you've been a visionary when it comes to renewable energy. Now, where did you, when did you see the light? How did it come about? Uh, well, I, I think I joined the company. I was uh, in my professional life. I was in telecoms. I was the founder of uh, Airtel, today Vodafone Spain. I was already reconverting the shipyard, Spanish shipyard, into aeronautics. And I was previously as, as a battery engineer. I was mm. designing, manufacturing, and selling batteries and making international expansion. So I joined the company beginning of 20, 2001, so mm. 20, almost 23 years ago. And uh, I think always I've been very much aware about what we are doing with the planet. Mm. Perhaps my roads are already grew in a village, in a small village, 11,000 inhabitants. And always the, the nature for me was something crucial. And, and I think I read a lot about Kyoto. Kyoto has already been signed a few years ago, a few years before. And I said, why this company, electricity company, have to continue generating uh, with uh, coal, with gas, with oil, with fossil fuels, which are not, is not sustainable resource once we have already wind, sun, and another resource, hydro, electric mm -hmm. as well. My, grand, my great grandfather was one of the pioneers in the hydroelectric in Spain. Mm. So, and, uh, and, and I think we make a plan in which uh, was to close uh, all our coal and oil power plants and, and transform that one and to make already invest in renewables. At that time, it was already the most efficient world we know show. And I think we are starting investing in we know show. We make already, we started transforming our hydroelectric in reversible in order to make already pumping and mm. generating. And I think, and, and that was, all this was very easy. So my board approved yes, uh, investment plan of 16 billion euros. At that time, it was a lot of money. So well, I, I actually don't think it was mm. that easy. But, um, but, but me I you... think, I, let me, let me the, the green. But yeah. I said, we have to change the color of the company. Mm. And when I said to change the color of the company, which traditionally was in blue color, because hydro is mm. blue. So there's no way, no way. I need, I need three board meetings, changing the blue to green. Finally, they said green, but green Alcantara. Alcantara is the name of one of our dams, our, uh, hydroelectric power plant. So that's why it was probably the decision taken, uh, 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 the decision taken by my board. With I need to, to make more effort to convince them. So that's why all our people are recognizing the effort we made for that one, and that's why we are using all green in this moment in the company. Mm. 
Now, you come from a small village um, close to Salamanca. Yeah, in the western part of uh, Salamanca province, yeah, close port to Portugal. Does any of these, uh, does, do any of the values from your upbringing uh, influence the way you run the company? Well, first, the sense of family, the sense of uh, friendship, the sense of the word given. I think if uh, you break a word, a promise, I think in the, in this village, three generations after, somebody will remind that your, gr- your great-grandfather was not a really serious man. The sense of the austerity, the sense of uh, uh, use of the resources as better as possible, what this, today we call circular economy. <laughs> it was not going to use this name before, but I think we try to use all resources in different manner. But I think mainly those one. And I think the easy access to people I think it's uh, uh, not to be arrogant, uh, to, 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 be, to be as the people of the, of the countryside, which are simple people. Yeah. So. No, I can, I can underwrite that. I have now uh, I traveled with you yesterday uh, across Spain, seeing, looking at your so, installations. But... You, you for sure treat everybody like a family. Um, now, um, zooming out a bit, uh, so you are at the forefront of the renewable energy revolution, but only 30% of energy now globally are from renewable. Why is it going so slow? So slow. Even even less. So even less. Uh, I think in the in the total. I think if uh, the last latest number which I got is something like twenty five percent is elect- electricity and seventy five percent is fossil fuels. And this electricity, half of it, almost half of it, is already generated with fossil fuels. Why that? So because n- nothing has been done for many years, and now is not. We are not doing enough. As in the fact. During the last energy crisis in the last two years, if instead of being so dependent of gas coming from a single country, mostly Russia, uh, in the case of Europe, we had already invested much more renewable. The problem we've been, we had already been facing had been minimized. And why, why has that taken so, such a long time? What are the so challenges? So for many there? reasons. So I, I think it's uh, the long-term vision, I think uh, we, we talk about Europe, but we, talk, we can talk globally. The long-term vision, everybody agrees about 2050, almost everybody agrees 2050. We've been for many years discussing it's responsible of the emissions, is the fossil fuels or responsible are whatever thing. So now everybody agrees the fossil fuels are already uh, generating a problem in terms of the contamination, in terms of the global warming, et cetera, et cetera. And I think everybody agrees for 20, almost everybody agrees for 2050, then we have to diminish the temperature, so on, so on, so on. But when we talk for 23, or when we talk for even 2030, so they start a discussion. And why? Because the short term, systematically, in most countries, in the decision-making process of the government, the short term is always overlapping the long-term vision. So uh, 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 even uh, uh, having already target, short-term targets, if anything is happening, they automatically they change the rules. So last year, last two years. So we were not, electricity were not responsible for the increase of the prices of European energy. It was the gas, but politicians were penalizing, trying to reform the electricity market. It was not electricity. It was the gas, the, the source of that one. Now they recognize. But what happened? If they start putting taxes, charges, whatever everything means, the people stop. Mm. 
And, well, I think, you know, how, and how, that is up and down systematically on that one. And how are you working with the regulators and uh, politicians to try to change so, this? <clears throat> because also there's quite a bit here in terms of permissions and getting approval for projects and so on, which, are, which is very, very slow. So uh, we are, I think, uh, our sector, uh, we have the same, let's say, customers. The citizens are receiving the electricity in, the, in, in, in a continuous basis. And, and, and I think is we, we are serving the same, the same population. But the point of this uh, is, uh, and we are very close uh, comment. For instance, in all those things that I was, I was mentioning before during the last two years with this intervention in the electricity market, some countries start trying to make a crazy changes in the way how the pricing in electricity is fixed. So what they call the energy electricity market reform. So things of the conversation, we had already had with regulators of Europe, of the European authorities in different countries. What being approved is something which has much logic. So, which I think, uh, sometimes I think they're ta- they talking with many people in different sectors and they have to try to make the best. But we are already really good at understanding, especially with the European Union authorities, the European Union Parliament. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are not so stressed for the short-term problems without pushing the public opinion into the government of different member states. But why, are they, why is the approval process for new projects taking so long? Well, because there are too many authorities involved. I no. think if, uh, if we are depending on the national authorities, in national authorities, different departments, departments which is concerned about environmental, departments which are concerned about real estate, departments which are concerned about the transmission and the interconnection, departments which, many of those. But same thing is replicated at regional level, same thing is replicated at the local level. Mm. So in such a way that each of them can really put some restriction and delays and delays and delays. So for instance, for making already, for presented a plan of uh, environmental plan, we need already almost to make previews to present it almost two years of studies. So it's two years, but we are looking what is the birds, what are the animals, what is it, and we present a big dossier. And that goes to the different authorities, we they revise with... Uh, and one after the other, never in parallel. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That is my point. And second thing, with now, thanks to this conversation with European authorities, I'm very pleased that a few days ago, the European Parliament has approved uh, two measures which for me are, are crucial. I was uh, saying why if we are it's so urgent, the carbonization, we are going to apply the national interest for accelerating the process. It was made in the past. I was living in Germany in the, in the 80s uh, after, after the, the, the reunification. And they applied the national interest for accelerating the process of the history of Germany. I was saying, why we are not making something like a European level? So now the parliament is already approved a bill in this sense. We have to be translated to the national legislation. It's already put in a, a target, a, max, a target for maximum two years for obtaining the permits. There are countries which are working uh, themselves, the authorities, to make all this analysis. Instead of being made analysis one by one, all the people will be making the, the, we are going to make the investment in such a way they provide this territory where you are allowed to make this and this and this. Instead of make to present, they say, no, no, no. They said, here, you can make that one. So uh, the transmission, they facilitate the things in order the, to have the connection. Prior, we are asking for the connection. So they are things which are already moving in this direction. The point is that uh, <laughs> the, 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 we are seeing that the climate change is a reality. 
we are suffering every time more and more. But a part of the problem of the, 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 of the, of the effect of the climate change, I think, is the self-sufficiency. I, I was insisting to the European authorities, the fifth for 55, which is the target of reduction of, uh, to, to make 55% of the electricity by renewable sources by 2030. So instead of call fifth for 55, let's call fifth for self-sufficiency. Probably the people will understand better. The only way to keep the lights on is to have our own electricity generated with our own resources, natural resources, sustainable one. Changing tack a bit here. Yesterday, we saw uh, green hydrogen production. We saw hydropower and pumping. We saw wind. Uh, wind. We saw solar. We saw a lot of different things. So when you look at all these technologies, what are you most optimistic about? It depends of the countries, it depends on the territories, it depends on the resources. In my opinion, it's no sense to invest in solar in areas which are not very much sunny. In my opinion, it's no sense to invest in uh, onshore wind in areas which is not windy. And in my opinion, it's no sense to, to, uh, to make already offshore in areas which are very far from the solar and it's very costly today. But uh, uh, that's why I think it's, it's a combination. So for me, the solution is not one technology, another one. All technologies are needed. All technologies, are, if we would like to achieve the target. Where does where does offshore wind come in, Aaron? What what are your views on that? Well, I think we've been pioneers. You know, I think we had already since uh, well years or thirteen years uh, some uh, off, offshore wind farming operation. We have in the RAC, we have in East Anglia, we have in Germany. Now we are building in France. We are building a couple of them in Germany. We are building. We are going to make. We are building, and that's the other started production. The first uh, uh, utility scale offshore in the United States in the coast of Massachusetts. We have several projects either onshore, uh, more in uh, in, uh, in Britain. It's, uh, it's Anglia two, in Anglia one north, and uh, on the Anglia half, and in the north in the Scotland, a couple of them, including one of uh, uh, floating. So we are pioneers on that one. And, and so, floating, and and floating. How do you see that? So I think it's, it's a technology which is is not enough mature. It needs time for, for that as well. So I think it's, it's much more costly. Still, the technology. There are several uh, choices for the floating system devices. We are making tests with different one. But I think it's a technology will have their own use in certain places if you have not another alternative. I think in countries we have already uh, the seabed, uh, the waters at uh, 40, 30, 50 meters. Well, it's not sent to make floating. But if you are in, in countries on island, which I think the, 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 the shore, uh, the, the seabed is at uh, much deep. So you need some solution. You how, like how, far, how far do you think we are from um, uh, full development of floating technology? Uh, probably 10 or 15 years. So I think in the, in the 30s decade is going to be uh, offshore, um, floating offshore. And, and until then, what are the risks with floating? Well, I, I think, uh, as far as I know, no one in a, is not anyone make already in, in a large scale. So up to now, so I think all of us we are doing development, but no one we are putting already real money on that one. I think this project we have together with Shell is, uh, I think, it's up to three thousand megawatt floating. I think, but I think what we are making now is uh, all the uh, civet analysis, civet studies, biology. 
uh, uh, designing different designs, a test of different floating. But I think the, the, the large uh, scale investment is going not to be made probably up to the beginning of next uh, decade. So, mm-hmm. What about fusion? There's been some breakthroughs lately. Oh, so I think I finished the university in 1972, so almost 51 years ago. Yeah. I think it was already hope. Yeah. But it now was, they have actually done yeah, some yeah, breakthroughs, well, right? It's, it's <laughs> it was done already. The fusion was done, but without control. Now it's done with some control in a very small scale. And uh, so uh, uh, I'm not already in the short term optimistic. And the second thing, I'm not sure what is going to be uh, the the the, prof, the 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 uh, competitiveness of this technology. But could we end up in a situation where electricity is free? Well, well, free. I think that 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 is that is something which uh, that say some of uh, of people which is uh, uh, let's say with uh, certain political characteristic, because they don't distinguish the difference between. Uh, to have already only fixed cost or to have variable cost. They feel that those things we have only has fixed cost is free. It's not true. Mm. So I think you can already, uh, uh, you have already the capex, we have to be paid. We have the financial cost, you have the operational cost. It's true that you are not fueled. But today you are not fueled for the for the onshore, you are not fueled for the solar, you are not fueled for the, for the wind onshore. But I think you have a cost. Yeah, no, so it's not free. Well, interestingly, we are uh, today kicking off uh, an MBIM-wide training program on the energy transition. So mm-hmm. we have more than 230 people out of 630 mm-hmm. who've signed up for this. So it's an eight-course eight mm-hmm. uh, module that we are putting in place. So really, uh, we share your view on uh, the importance of upskilling. <laughs> but how do you develop the leaders then? So these are, these are all the employees. Now, how do you, how do you personally develop the leaders? No, I, I think it's, uh, uh, the new times with the telework uh, is something which I'm especially concerned. I think leaders are those ones who they need to touch people. When you're only touching, uh, just in screen, I don't know how the leadership can, t- can be built. So we are uh, trying to, our people, we have fortunately a dozen of hundreds of uh, works in the moment project, which are in operation. And I try for all means that our young people with the people with high potential, a part of making a wonderful master, we have master of uh, in, in management and whatever with uh, Starcraft University, with uh, Yale University, with MIT, so all, all those things, but to touch people. And I think we are putting young people yes, in front of a small project to make a solar power plant with 100 people or 200 people to lead with and to force them to Delivering time, delivering cost, uh, negotiating with the local authorities, negotiating on vendors, negotiate, so, and to learn the reality. I think perhaps I'm extrapolating my experience. I think when I finished, I was designing batteries, but I was already managing a factory of batteries. And then I learned a lot about that one. How to deal with trade union, how to deal with uh, local authorities, how to deal with lawyers, because always it's impossible, everything. How to deal with the numbers to, to make. And I think that makes to grow these people. When somebody has been managing a project of 50 million capex, this guy after can go to make already a project of 200 and after we have to go project of a billion. How many people in Ibadora do you know? Thousand. I spent two hours, two, two, 200 days per annum traveling around. I think I met, I was last Thursday with uh, 400 people coming from all over the world uh, during. So you got 200 travel days? 
Yeah, I, I, all day. You are 73 years old. Yeah, I, every day I'm And wrong. where are you talking about? Uh, you're an energy company. Where do you get the energy from? <laughs> perhaps, what is your, what is your perhaps my horse, <laughs> my horse, my bike, my cows. <laughs> is that your energy? Is that your charging station? Your farm? Your farm? Well, I think normally, normally uh, when I need to take uh, a hard decision, so uh, uh, normally I, 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 it's, it's not a joke; it's a reality. I used to go to my ranch. I take my horse, and I used to walk with my horse. And And afterwards, I come down and start writing. And, and I came with a paper, so yes, or write about the ideas. And, and I think that you see the word different manner. I cannot take a decision looking at all. I can't. I need open space. Could you, could you just drill down a bit more here on the, so you are from, you know, Salamanca. You talk about, uh, you know, your farm, the family. It's very clear when, when I travel around with you that you have a special way of treating people. Just uh, tell me a bit more about it. No, well, I, I think for me, human being is the most important thing of the economical activity. Without the people, without uh, the persons, I think that you can never succeed. So I, I, think, I think I remember my, I have a Jesuit education. And I remember some of my professor, even some of my initial bosses, they used to say to me one sentence, which I always try to apply. Your success is the success of your people. And the failure of your people is your failure. So try to be put always around you people with more capabilities than yours. Mm. And never, never, may then they are guilty, you are guilty either make any mistake. And how does this translate into uh, the time frame of your thinking? So short term versus long term. Well, I think the, the long term is something you, you. I think when you are at top of a company, you are. We are twenty four hours a day. We have to be making our brain work. So it's not it's not rest. I think you have you can have good ideas at uh, when you are. Uh, Uh, riding horse, when you're cycling, when you're in the office. I think it's 24 hours a day. Yeah. But I, I, and, and I think that is the long term. The long term ideas normally appear, thinking and looking different things, which are coming from here, from here, from here. And one moment, everything is combined. So the short term is, is already, you need to put in your, in your life targets on that one. And targets, uh, measurable targets. Uh, I think it's uh, as well, Uh, uh, you cannot already relax saying the, the things is going to happen. They need to happen now. Mm. So they say, no, it's, it's a, no. If you're not making this properly today, it's going not to be properly tomorrow. You have to make every day the things properly. The total quality starts from very beginning the process, mm. not at the end. So, uh, but another one, in the, 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 the vision, we are not changing the vision every day. You're not changing the, the, the strategy every day. I think we have a vision for 22 years. We believe in a world decarbonized. We believe in a world where we can provide the uh, uh, energy the, the world requires using natural resources. We believe in, a, in, in certain of those things. That, that is the vision. And well, for, we, you know, we, we transact with uh, many companies mm -hmm. and we do think that transacting with Ibadola is a bit different. It's more relational, less transactional. And it's more long-term in nature. 
and and I think it's really good. It uh, it has a higher level of trust, more long term thinking, more give and take, uh, and we really we really for sure appreciate it. And another reason why we why we really like it, you you have exceptional project execution. Now you mentioned the word the word uh, uh, German here uh, uh, previously. Five years in German. Now, tell me about how you run projects. Why are they so good? So first, <clears throat> because we try to define clearly all the details prior we started the construction of a project. I think we are trying to fix all the details prior we started FID. But second, the people which are taking that one are committed with it. So it's, it's always like people, people, people. I think when the the people feel uh, the ownership of the project and they are the pride. You saw yesterday, this guy has already built Cortes La Muela. He's proud of what has already done. Uh, the, these people are transmitting. I think there are many of those, they are already their family as well, uh, uh, brothers or, 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 or son of the family inside of the company. So they are proud to say, I did that one. I executed that one in time. So it's, mm. that is a sign of ownership with that, that makes. And I think that, that is very important, I think, in this, my continuous trip around the, can, the company. I think that is what uh, I think I perceive from these people. Then they set off uh, of, of pride what they are doing. So, and, and that's why they execute, because it's their pride to make that one in time, in cost. And, and, and that's it. I was at the beginning of September. I was visiting a couple of uh, offshore farms, one in France, uh, Saint-Bruc, and another one in Germany, uh, Baltic Eagle. So uh, you see, they're French people and they're German. So, well, German and from other countries because they were all mixed, uh, different nationalities. How proud they are showing to me where the, the, the drilling system they've been, uh, uh, had invented for putting the foundation of this one. And they are proud of saying, well, we invented this one for making that one. I mentioned to you yesterday how they invented some system for avoiding then the whales have already suffered because of the noise of this one. And they are proud of this one. And that makes them that, that happen. How do you in, inject a sense of urgency into the organization? How important is speed in what you do? So perhaps because I always ask him for everything for yesterday. And this mind is coming to everybody. When somebody comes to me and says, I know yesterday is to tomorrow. And that is moving everybody in this direction. Do you micromanage? I mean, how do you, how do you get the balance right between uh, having an eye for detail and letting people have freedom in the decision-making? So we have a, a, a structure, a matricial structure, so which is the, uh, each of the CEOs of the different countries. And we have already the business uh, area, so responsible of networks, global responsible, global responsible of renewables, global responsible of, uh, of marketing. And, uh, but I think we have every morning, or every Monday morning, everybody's coming to our operation committee and no one decision left. We take the decision. So the paper is coming here for taking the decision. Every Monday, people know the thing is done. And it's, it's passing through people from different areas, from the department, explaining their, their project, go. So in that, so we know very much in detail what is happening everywhere. But I think at the same time, the globalization of the company through the business uh, <clears throat> heads are already just uh, uh, defining in, 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 the, in the same direction for everybody. Mm. Is it challenging to operate in so many different markets? 
Well, I think more than a challenge. I mean, you are it's in, an opportunity. You are in Spain, UK, Brazil, US, Australia, Mexico. Germany, France, Greece, uh, Hungary, yeah. Poland, uh, Portugal. Uh, I don't know. So, but I, I think it's an it's an opportunity. Mm. So we learn very much each another. For instance, our uh, operation uh, network operation in the United States is managed by Brazilians. Mm. Why Brazilians? Because the grid of uh, the state will be present in New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Maine. The design is very similar to the design we have our distribution companies in Brazil. Mm. So, uh, which is very different of the design we have in Scotland or the design we have in Spain. So, I think in, in that, each another learn a lot. So, we have already uh, a British, which are already uh, in, the, in the global purchase. Uh, Charles Jordan, so which I think is a guy which has very good relation with this one. So, and I think that that uh, adds a lot of value for the whole group. So, people from different nationalities, different mentalities, different skills, then we are moving around. And Talking about nationalities, so China <clears throat> controls a very big part of the solar and the battery market. How is that impacting your strategy? With a part of uh, solar, solar panels, we are not already much relation with the Chinese industry. So I think solar, we had already in the past, Gamesa was our vendors, it's one of our vendors turbine, they have a factory in China, but I think we are buying in Europe, I don't know where they buy the components. But in terms of equipment, probably the largest part of our purchase is just solar panels, which is coming from China. China and countries around, so which is Vietnam and the, which are making a will made by, by Chinese. We have not much relation with China. Changing tack a bit here. Um, we have a lot of, we've got tens of thousands of young people listening to this podcast. What is your advice to young people? Sorry? What is, okay, I'll do it. Now we have tens of thousands of young people yeah. listening to this podcast. Yeah. What is your advice to young people? To have not a threat to be courageous, to uh, be all life learning. The, the things are rich with effort. Don't feel that the things are coming by free. They have to work. You have, they need to work hard. And they have to be continuous, continually learning and to take decisions. If they, they, don't, they have not to mind if they, are, uh, they make mistakes. If they make mistakes, they have to continue taking decisions and to try to correct the mistake they did. Mm. But valientes, <laughs> to be courageous, not to have a threat. The world is offering hundreds of opportunities for them, more than ever. Yeah. Well, you for sure have been uh, very courageous in your life. And what I'm looking forward to is that when we both have retired and five, ten years after that, I will bring some marinated salmon grouse from the Norwegian mountains. I'll pick some mushrooms uh, outside Oslo and we we, sh we we exchanged some pictures yesterday and I'll come down to your farm and you put on some of your jamon because you have pigs and can We can cook already, yes. A wonderful, <laughs> a, you, you facing fish, myself facing meat Absolutely. and I think we can make a wonderful meal together. And you are also a big producer of Rioja wine so I'm very much looking forward to that and then we will sit there and we will toast to all the work you have done to transform the global energy system. Well done. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased and very proud to have partners like yourself 
to work together with the same long-term view and to uh, trying to collaborate for making a better world because we have not another world. If we destroy that one, we cannot pass this world to our future generation. It's Absolutely our obligation right. not, to, not to, to make mistakes in this sense. Absolutely. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you to you. Thank you. Thank you.